Well, welcome Calvary Church. It is so good to have you joining us online here tonight. If I haven't had the chance to meet you yet, my name is Michael. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And it's always an honor and a privilege for me to be able to share with you. And Pastor Marty's been walking us through this midweek series called Let's Go, Living Out the Great Commission. And what does it look like for us to live out our faith and to share the gospel with those around us? And as I was thinking about this talk, tonight, I was reminded about when I was younger, how my dad would take my brother and I fishing. And we lived outside of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we would go fishing in ponds and lakes and creeks and rivers. And I remember I had my fishing pole and there was one day in particular that we were out in the boat. And it seemed like every time we cast our line out that we were catching fish. And the thing that I love about fishing is it's simple. It's not complicated. You put a bait on the end of your pole you cast it out and if you're patient enough and if you'll wait eventually you're going to catch something and I remember this day it felt like we were catching a fish every time we threw our line out and it was my job whenever my brother caught a fish to unhook his fish and to put it on the rope connected to our boat and then whenever I caught a fish he would he would disconnect my fish and he would put it on the rope so it was my turn he had just caught this huge fish it was maybe a a perch and to a seven-year-old kid it felt like it was this big but it was probably this big and so I take the fish off and I'm holding it there and I'm getting ready to place it on the rope and this fish all of a sudden I think it realized what was happening and so it starts moving around in my hand really quickly and its fins are starting to jab into my hand and into my fingers and in that moment I had to make a decision do I let go of the rope that has maybe a dozen plus fish on it, or do I let go of the one fish? And there's a story in the gospel where Jesus, he's walking along the Sea of Galilee and he sees these brothers who are fishing. And and he says, hey, I want you to follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That Jesus is promising them, hey, you're not going to catch fish anymore. You're going to actually catch men and women. That there's going to be this message that you're sharing with others and you're going to bring them into the kingdom of God. And what I love about the gospel, it's similar to fishing because fishing is simple. And the gospel is very, very simple. It's not complicated, but I think people like me, pastors and preachers, sometimes we have a tendency to complicate the gospel. And so tonight, what I would love to do just for the next few minutes is go over this one very famous verse in the Bible. And through us walking through that verse together, my hope is that you would be able to share your faith to share if someone was to ask you, hey, what do, what do I have to do in order to be a Christian? What do I have to know in order to be a Christian that you would be able to give them this simplistic answer of what do you have to know and what do you have to do to be a Christian? Because you don't have to know about the creation story. You don't have to know all of the laws that are found in the Torah. You don't have to know how many Josephs there are in the Bible and how many Johns there are. You don't have to know if the last book of the Bible, if it's pronounced Malachi or Malachi. All you have to know is this very simple thing about the message of the gospel. Because the gospel is incredibly, incredibly simple. 
And so I don't want it to be complicated for you or for me to be able to share. And maybe you're watching tonight, maybe someone shared this this message with you and and you're watching this evening and you would say, you know what, Michael, I really don't believe in God. I'm not really a church person. I'm not sure if I even really believe in the Bible or believe in Jesus. And I'm so glad you're listening or you're watching tonight because I want you to know that even if you decide to reject Christianity, to to reject faith or to reject the church, church, my hope and my prayer for you is that you would understand actually what it is that you're rejecting, not a caricature of Christianity or, or not a misrepresentation of your faith, or, or maybe you've, you've walked away from church and you haven't been to church in a really long time. My hope is tonight that you would open up your heart to this message that you're probably very familiar with. And so I want us to look at this very simple verse. It's the most famous verse, I think, in scripture. It's John 3, 16. And I'm sure probably you could quote it to me. Many of you already know it by memory, but I just want us to look at four simple words in John 3, 16 on how we can share our faith. So what does a person need to know in order to be a Christian and what do they have to do? And so the beginning of this verse just simply says this, for God so loved the world. Did you know that? Did you know that God loves you? Did you know that God has a purpose and a plan for you? So many times I think people think, well, God's mad at me or, or God's chasing me or God's just coming after me because he wants to punish me or he wants to judge me. But John says in this very beginning of this verse, God loved the world. He wasn't angry at the world. He wasn't mad at the world. He loved the world. Did, did you know that God is chasing you, not because he's mad at you, but because he loves you? I, I remember one of our kids, Malachi, he was running out towards the street one day and Lanelle and I are running as fast as we can towards the street and he just sees us yelling and running towards him and he's scared because he thinks something is going to happen. But in our hearts, we're like, we love this kid. We don't want anything bad to happen to Malachi. So that's why we were chasing him. And so I want to remind you tonight that God's not mad. He's not frustrated with you. He loves you. So if you have a Bible or if you have your app, I want you to circle that word or highlight that word love. Because what do you need to know? You need to know that God loves you. And John goes on to say this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. What do you need to know? You need to know that God loves you. And that God gave his one and only son. Did you know whenever you're in love with a person, you're going to give. And and I'm sure maybe if you've been around for a while, you've heard me say this statement. Did you know that you can give and not love, but you can't love without giving. And so God, he loved you. And so he did what any other person would do who is in love with someone. He gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ. He gave him so that Jesus could take the place. Jesus could take the punishment that you and I deserved for all of our baggage, for all of our sin, for all of our mistakes. He took God's judgment upon himself so that you and I could have a relationship with God. See, this isn't about religion. It's not about rituals. This is actually about a relationship with Jesus Christ. So what do you need to know? You need to know that God loved He loved you, he loved the world. And so he gave his one and only son. So I want you to circle that word loved. I want you to circle that word gave. 
And so what does a person have to know in order to become a Christian? John goes on to say this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, do you know that word believe? It, it, in the Greek, it means this, trust in, believe in or trust in. So I want you to circle that word believe. And I want you to understand what trust means. And so I always bring out a stool whenever I'm talking about trust because this stool represents how many times or how hard it is sometimes for us to trust, to trust God. And, and so my question is, I'm gonna practice social distancing from this stool right now. Am I trusting in this stool right now? The, the answer is, is no, I'm not. A am I trusting in the stool now? A little bit. I think a lot of Christians, this is how maybe we live out our faith a little bit. We, we put some of our weight, our trust in God, but then we always have a plan B. If, if this doesn't work out, I can always step away from it. I can always move away from it. God, I, I, I wanna trust you, but, but if this doesn't work out the way that I wished it would, then, then I've got my own plan. That, that's not trusting in in what God says either. Can I tell you what trusting looks like? Believing in is this. When I put all of me on all of God, this is believing in. I believe that this stool is gonna hold me up right now. And so when John says, I want you to believe in the son of God, I want you to believe in Jesus. He's saying, I want you to put all of your weight on what God has done for you by sending his one and only son. So this is what it looks like for us to believe in Jesus. This is what it looks like for us to trust in Jesus. So God loved, God gave. We believe, we trust. And then John goes on to say this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in, trust in him, would not perish, but would have everlasting life, or maybe your translation says eternal life. Can you circle that word have? You know what it means to, to have something is that we've received something from God. And this whole idea of eternal life, it's not just the promise of life one day that one day when I die, I'm going to get to go to heaven, but it's a promise of life right here, right now, and for all of eternity. Can I, can I tell you the good news and the bad news is this, that every single one of us, we all live forever. All of us, we will all live forever. But the question is, where will we live forever? That's the reason that Jesus came is so that we can spend eternity with God that Jesus bridges the gap between us and God, that he made a way for us to have a relationship with God. One of the things I love about Calvary Church is when we celebrate baptisms. And, and if you've been around Calvary for a while, maybe you've seen one of these services where we're, we're placing people in the baptism tank and we're, we're placing them underwater and then we're bringing them back up to a brand new life. This, this is a, a symbol of dying to our old life and being resurrected to a brand new life 
in Jesus Christ. And what I love is hearing those stories of the men and women, people who, who have had drug addiction, who has um, alcohol abuse, who has depression, who has anxiety, people who've lived a pretty good life, they would say, but they knew that they needed a savior. And what I love about the gospel is this, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how young you are, it doesn't matter what language you speak, it doesn't matter what race you are, God says this, everyone gets in the exact same way. Jesus put it this way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you want to have a relationship with the Father, then you can have a relationship with me. It starts with Jesus Christ. And so what do you need to know? You need to know that God loved and God gave. What do you need to do? You need to believe in or trust in what Jesus has done for you and what Jesus has done for me. And then you receive the gift of a brand new life, a life now and a life forever with Jesus Christ. And so my hope for us tonight is that we would embrace this and that we would remember that God loved us that God gave his one and only son. And then if we believe in, if we trust in, then we will see and we will have brand new life. And so some of you might be thinking, Michael, if it's that simple, then why is the Bible so big? Why, why is it when I read through Leviticus, I'm wondering, man, do I have to change my diet in order to follow God? When I read Revelation, I'm like, man, none of us are gonna make it. When I read Paul's writings, I'm like, none of us can understand it. When I read the gospels, I'm like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, why didn't you guys all get together and get your stories straight? I mean, why is the Bible so big? Why is it so complicated? And can I tell you something tonight? The Bible at sometimes it can be very complex. But the gospel, the message of salvation is very, very simple. God loved, God gave. We believe, and if you want it to rhyme, you can say we receive. We receive God's eternal life. We receive a brand new life with Christ. And so I'm holding that fish in my hand and I'm holding the rope in the other hand. And guess what I did? <laughs> I let go of the rope and I grabbed onto the one fish and my dad is sitting on the other side of the boat and he's like, Michael, no, don't let go of the rope. But it was too late. Those dozen plus fish had swam off the rope and had gone back into the lake. But you know what we did? We just baited up our poles and we threw them back out and we started catching fish again. And you know why? Because fishing is easy. It's simple. It's not complicated. I, I think I even brought a picture of me and my dad at the end of this fishing trip and we're holding up these fish. And, and again, I'm so excited that we caught these fish even after I dropped them in the lake. And here's the deal, church. I just want you to know this. The gospel, it's simple. And so tonight, I just wanna ask you, maybe you're here tonight and, and maybe you're watching and you would say, you know what, Michael? I didn't know the gospel was that simple. I, I didn't know that God loved me. I thought God was coming after me. 
And I want to give you a chance. If you've never made a commitment to follow Jesus Christ, if you've never made a decision to say, God, I want to put all of me, I want to put my trust and my hope in who you are. Maybe you've never made that decision tonight. I want to give you a chance to make that decision. Maybe you haven't been to church in a long time or you grew up in the church, but you got hurt or you, you had to leave the church or whatever your reason was that you walked away from God. Tonight, you can recommit your life to Jesus Christ. And so if that's you, wherever you're watching, if you're watching on your phone, your computer, whatever it is, you can pray this prayer and have the assurance tonight that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Will you just pray this prayer with me out loud wherever you find yourself? Just say, Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful that you love me. And I'm so thankful that you gave your son for me. Jesus, forgive my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I wanna give my life to you. Jesus, be my Lord and be my savior. In your name I pray, amen. Now, if you made that commitment or if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, we wanna help you. And whether you come to this church or not, that's okay, but we just wanna help you with your next steps on your journey. So on your screen right now, there's a number of ways for you to connect with us through texting or you can connect on the link and you can send your information to us. We would love to answer any questions you might have about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so for those of you who are already Christians, I wanna pray a prayer of blessing over you tonight that this week, whether it's on your phone, whether it's with a neighbor, with a coworker or someone from your school or someone in your neighborhood or someone in your community, maybe God would give you the opportunity to share your faith, to share the gospel that God loved, God gave, that if we believe, then we receive eternal life. Can I pray that for you, God? We thank you so much for this reminder tonight that you love us, that you care for us, that if we believe in you, God, that we have eternal life. And I pray for every man, for every woman, for every student, for every young adult, God, for every person that's watching tonight, God, give them the courage to share their faith. Give them the courage, God, to reach out to someone who maybe doesn't have a relationship with you. And God, I pray that you would help them to live out their faith and then to lay out their faith, to live it out in front of those around them and then to lay it out whenever you give them that opportunity. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Well, Calvary Church, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. We're praying God's blessing on you, that God would continue to use you to live out your faith and to share your faith with those around you. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. God bless you.